JCPL Radio Theater presents Ozma of Oz, Part 2. Everyone was awake before daybreak, and soon we were all eating breakfast in the great dining room of the royal palace. Ozma of Oz sat at the head of the long table. I sat on one side of her and the scarecrow on the other. Lower down, there were the 27 warriors of Oz, and at the far end sat the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger, who was eating a great chunk of raw beef as fast as he could. When he'd finished complaining loudly that he was starving hungry, he and the lion were harnessed to Ozma's chariot. Then the whole party assembled, ready to start for the Gnome King's palace. First rode Ozma in her golden chariot, with me beside her, holding Belina firmly in my arms. Then came the scarecrow on a sawhorse, and then the tin man and TikTok marching side by side just behind him. After these tramped the army, looking brave and handsome in their splendid uniforms. The generals commanded the colonels, and the colonels commanded the majors, and the majors commanded the captains, and the captains commanded the privates, and the privates marched with an air of proud importance because it required so many officers to give him orders. Rock, stop! Wait! Halt, everyone. What's the matter? Why have we stopped? Belina wants to lay her egg, that's all. It won't take a minute. (laughs) Lay her egg? Yes, Tin Man. She lays one every morning about this time, and it's quite fresh. (laughs) If you excuse me. And your foolish old hen thinks that this entire cavalcade, which is bound on an important mission, should wait while she lays an egg? She won't take long. Honestly. There we are. Job done. Will someone please collect my egg? I'll get it. I'll keep it in my pocket. Now forward march. We reached a narrow valley lying between two huge mountain peaks. As we marched forward, the mountains came closer and closer until finally there was only a narrow path left and we were forced to walk in single file. What's that thump, thumping sound? I can't imagine, Your Highness. Perhaps round the next corner. This is fearful, fearful. What is it, Mr. Lion? Let me see. Oh, it's only the giant. He's made out of metal, you know, just like me. Like me too. Fearful, fearful. That great big hammer pounding so near my head. One blow would crush me into a doormat. I know all about this splendid fellow. He was made for the Gnome King by the same firm that made me. But TikTok, why is he banging the roadway with his mallet? Well, his duty is to keep people from finding the underground palace. Can he speak and think like you do? Oh no, your highness. He's made to pound the road, that's all. But he does it very well, don't you think? Too well, I'd say. Is there no way to stop his machinery? Pray not, Mr. Scarecrow. The Gnome King has the only key. Let me think. I do have some brains, you know. Aha! I have it! We must run under the hammer, one by one, as it's lifted to get to the other side before it falls again. Won't that be terribly dangerous? Not if we're quick enough. Just a bit of speed. That's all that's required. We certainly can't get free with this chariot of mine. No, we'll have to leave the chariot on this side. Now, who's going first? Why is everyone looking at me? 
Well, you're leading the procession. You and your friend, the Hungry Tiger. I know, your highness. Why don't you ride on the lion's back? He'll get you through. Then Dorothy can ride through on the tiger. What a good idea! You first, Ozma. Cling fast to his mane. I've ridden the lion myself, and that's the way I held on. So Ozma clung to the lion's mane, and the lion crouched on the path and eyed the swinging mallet carefully until he knew just the instant to begin to rise. Then he made a sudden leap straight between the giant's legs, and before the mallet struck the ground again, the lion and Ozma were safe on the other side. I was next on the hungry tiger. We got through just as easy. Then everyone saw that it could be done. They lined up, and one by one, braved the giant mallet. Soon the whole party was on the other side, and we proceeded on our way, leaving the giant to pound the path behind us. After a while, we approached the furthermost edge of the Kingdom of Ev. We were now close to the Gnome King's dominions, and his splendid underground palace could not be far away. Who's that? Who's laughing at us? This is scary. Oh dear. Oh dear. There are all sorts of creatures fiddling about. Don't mind them, your highness. They're only the gnomes. Who are the gnomes? Rock fairies. They serve the gnome king. They won't harm us, but someone will have to call for the king. We'll never find the entrance to the palace unless he lets us in. I think it had better be you, Ozma. He won't take notice of any of us. I suppose you're right. Are you ready? I demand that the Gnome King appear to us. Excuse me, your highness, but you mustn't command the Gnome King. After all, you don't rule him as you do your own people in the land of Oz. Quite right, Mr. TikTok. I'll try again. I request the Gnome King to appear to us. Try begging him. Begging? Shall Ozma of Oz humble herself? I put it to everyone here. Do you want your ruler to plead with the wicked Gnome King? I'm not afraid to plead with him. Let me call on the Gnome King. Do. And if he makes hash of you, I'll willingly eat you for breakfast tomorrow morning. Oh, hungry tiger, you wouldn't. Your your conscience wouldn't let you. Now, just stand to one side, will you? <clears throat> Please, Mr. Gnome King, come here and see us. The rock face. It's opening. You've done it, Dorothy. Enter. This is fearful. It could be a trick. Oh, oh, dearie, dearie me. Never mind. We came here to rescue the poor Queen of Ev and her ten children. We must run some risk if we're to succeed. Follow me! This must be the throne room. It's very dim. There, at the far end, is that the Gnome King? He's exactly the same color as the rock he's sitting on. That's not a rock. That's his throne. Can't you see it's studded with diamonds and emeralds and rubies? He looks just like Santa Claus, only he's not the same color. I heard that. And you may be right. Come along, seat yourselves over here by me. Uh, you, my dear, on the other side. That's right. Thank you. Now, your majesty. 
I am the ruler of the land of Oz, and I've come here to ask you to release the good queen of Ev and her ten children. I understand you have enchanted them and are holding them here as your prisoners. Oh, no, no, my dear. You're quite mistaken. They aren't my prisoners. They're my slaves, bought fair and square from the king of Ev. The purchase was entirely above board. But for him to do that was quite wrong. According to the laws of Ev, the king can do no wrong. He was perfectly within his rights to sell his family to me if he wanted to. He did it in exchange for a long life. Uh, then you cheated him. He didn't have a long life. He jumped into the sea and was drowned. That's scarcely my fault. I did give him a long life, but he destroyed it. I have no intention of giving up the queen and her children on that account. They belong to me and I shall keep them. If you made them your slaves, you're treating them very cruelly. Oh, once again, you are very much mistaken. I cannot abide cruelty of any kind. Since the queen and her children were very delicate, I transformed them into ornaments and bric-a-brac of various sorts, and I dispersed them around the palace. They do no work of any nature, they merely stand around and look decorative. I really think I've treated them with the utmost kindness. But what a fate you subjected them to. And meanwhile, the kingdom of Ev is in urgent need of a royal family to govern it. Free them, and I will give you 11 ornaments to replace each one you lose. And if I refuse? Then with my army and my friends here, I will conquer your kingdom and force you to obey. <laughs> you and your army and your friends, come with me. All of you come. He led us to a little door at one side of his throne room. This he opened, and we stepped out onto a balcony, which commanded a wonderful view of his underground world. A vast cave extended for miles under the mountain, and in every direction, furnaces and forges were glowing brightly, with gnomes at each of them, hammering on precious metals or polishing gleaming jewels, all around the walls built into the solid rock were thousands of doors of silver and gold extending in rows far into the distance. Suddenly, the Gnome King reached for his belt from which dangled a golden whistle. At once, all the silver and gold doors flew open, and from every one marched solid ranks of gnome soldiers. There were so many that they quickly filled the immense underground cavern and forced the busy workmen to abandon their labors. This is but a small part of my army. Let me disperse them and we will return to the throne room. Of Oz, what have you to say now? I don't know what to say. It would be foolish to fight, for our brave army of 27 would soon be wiped out. One thing you could do is to ask where the kitchen is. I'm starving. It seems to me that our best plan is to wheedle his majesty into giving up his slaves. That's the most sensible thing I've heard today. It's folly th to threaten me, but I'm so kind-hearted that I invariably yield to coaxing and wheedling. Why doesn't someone try it? Oh, all right. Now, Your Majesty, I am very keen to liberate the Queen of Ev and her children, who are at present ornaments and bric-a-brac in your palace. Now, tell me, how might I do this? Well, 
Are you willing to take a few risks yourself? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Then I'll make you an offer. You'll have free access to all the rooms in my palace. You may examine everything they contain. Then you may touch 11 different objects saying the word Ev. If any of those objects happens to be the queen or one of her children, they'll instantly be changed back and I'll let you leave my kingdom with them. What happens if I don't succeed in freeing them all? Then each of your friends and followers may have the same chance. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your kind offer. I don't think the king has quite finished, Ozma. Not quite, for I have one condition to make. What is that? If none of the 11 objects you touch proves to be any of the royal family, then you yourself will instantly be transformed into an ornament. The same will apply to any of your friends who may follow you. This is the risk you said you were willing to take. Oh, Ozma, don't do it. If you guess wrong, you'll be enslaved yourself. But I'll have 11 guesses. Surely I'll be able to guess one object in 11. If I do, I'll have rescued one member of the royal family and be safe myself. Then the rest of you can try and we'll soon free all the king's slaves. But uh, what if we fail? Yes, think of that. It's a fearful prospect. I look nice as a piece of bric-a-brac for the rest of my life. So we mustn't fail. Having come all this way to free these poor unfortunate people, it would be weak and cowardly of us to give up. Your Majesty, I accept your offer. Then come with me, my dear. You may start your search at once. It was only much later that Ozma told me what happened next. The Gnome King led her into his vast underground palace, and there he left her. It was magnificent. The walls and floors were all made of marble, while the ceilings were great stone arches that rose far above her head. She wandered from room to room, each one adorned with exquisite draperies and beautiful furniture, sofas and polished tables and easy chairs upholstered in silk and velvet, and everywhere, on mantles and shelves and brackets and side tables were clustered scores of ornaments in every description. There were vases and human figures and animals and bowls and paperweights, shapes too numerous to mention. Hundreds and hundreds, no, thousands of them made of every sort of material you could think of. Iron and steel and pewter and metal and glass and china and ivory and precious stones. It was only then that Ozma began to realize how much the odds were stacked against her, actually finding even one of the 11 objects she was seeking. She had nothing at all to guide her. A silver candelabra with 10 branches caught her eye. This may be the queen of Ev and her 10 children. I'll touch it. Ev. But nothing happened. So she wandered into another room. There she saw a china lamb. This may be one of the children. Ev. Again, nothing. On she went. Three guesses, four, Five, all wrong. Oh dear, this is getting serious. Oh, a little porcelain shepherd in all blue. This must be one of the boys. I'll touch it. Ev, nothing. That's six guesses, all wrong. 
six turned into seven, seven turned into eight, eight into nine, and nine into 10. One guess left, and my own fate depends on the result. I must take my time. Let me see, let me see. I know, I'll leave it to chance. I'll close my eyes like this, and I'll creep forwards like this, and I'll stretch out my hand like this, and the very first thing my fingers touch, ha, huh, Ev. Disaster! Ozma had vanished, and the Gnome King had gained a new ornament, a pretty grasshopper formed from a single emerald. <laughs> What's happened? Has she failed? She has, but that's no reason why one of you shouldn't succeed. The next one to try can have 12 guesses instead of 11, since there are now 12 people transformed into ornaments. Now, who is it to be? I'm not going to dwell on the next few hours. They're too painful to describe in detail as one by one, each of our party left to try their luck. Not one of them found any of the trapped prisoners and one by one were themselves transformed into ornaments. Belina had crept into a hollow underneath the Gnome King's rocky throne, but the rest of us sat in the throne room every time I offered to go next, but every time one of the others insisted on going first. So finally, sitting facing the king were Lion, Tiger, Scarecrow, TikTok, and me. Oh, this has gone on long enough. It's after midnight. Tomorrow is another day. We can conclude our business then. Chief Steward! Your Majesty. Show these guests to the sleeping apartments. Uh, then come back here and you can escort me to my own bedroom. Now everyone had forgotten about Belina, including me. As I told you, she'd tucked herself into a little nook beneath the Gnome King's throne and had gone to sleep. Suddenly, the sound of the king calling for his steward woke her up, but scared of being discovered, she kept very quiet. And this is what she heard. They're all safely locked into their sleeping quarters, your majesty. Good. But I don't know why you waste so much time on them. Why didn't you just turn them all into ornaments at once instead of playing this game with them? Because it amuses me, that's why. I'm getting enormous amounts of pleasure in seeing them fail. One by one. But suppose some of them happen to guess right. There's not much chance of that. Do you know how many ornaments I have scattered through the rooms of this palace? I do not, Your Majesty. Well, taking into account the newest additions to my collection, 3,587. 3,000! 587. How is anyone to going to pick out the few correct ones from that lot? The odds are astronomic. In any case, how could they guess that my prisoners are the only ornaments with a touch of royal purple in their decoration? Those few are scattered among thousands of ornaments decorated with every color of the rainbow. Take my word for it, steward. They wouldn't settle on the purple ones in a month of Sundays. Well, Your Majesty, if I may say so, I think you're acting very foolishly even to run the risk of losing. You may not say so, steward. You're going too far. All the same, if you come to grief, remember that I told you so. I'd never take the chances you're taking. If I wore the magic belt that gives you so much power, I'm sure I'd make a much wiser <clears throat> king than you are. 
Now you have overstepped the mark. Get out of my sight. One more piece of impudence like that and I'll send you to work in the furnaces. Out, out. Tucked beneath the Gnome King's throne, Bolina heard every word of this conversation. As the king left to go to bed, Bolina tucked her head under her wing and went to sleep. She woke up next morning to find me and my few remaining friends back in the throne room facing the Gnome King. I'm starving hungry. I ordered breakfast for you all. Didn't you have any? It was only a bite, your majesty. But what good is a bite to a hungry tiger? He ate 17 bowls of porridge, a platter full of fried sausages, 11 loaves of bread, and 21 mince pies. Goodness gracious. What more could you possibly want? Something alive that I can chase and kill. But of course my conscience won't allow me to do that. So I'll have to be an ornament and forget my hunger. I volunteer to go next. Absolutely impossible. I most certainly will not allow any clumsy beasts to roam through my palace, breaking all my pretty ornaments. Once your other friends have tried and failed to find my prisoners, you may return to the upper world and go about your business. Does that apply to me too? It certainly does. Lions are just as clumsy as tigers. In that case, it really is my turn to find your prisoners. No, no, Dorothy. I am your servant. It is up to me to go first. TikTok's quite right, Dorothy. He has to go before you do. Oh, all right, Scarecrow, if you say so. Wish me luck. Dorothy? Oh, I do. We all do. Good luck, TikTok. Do your best. You show him, TikTok. What is TikTok doing now, Your Majesty? Let me use my magic powers. Ah, he's doing nothing. He's standing perfectly still in the middle of a room. Oh, I expect he's run down. I forgot to wind him up this morning. How many guesses has he made? All that he's allowed, except one. Suppose you go in and wind him up, and then you can stay there and try to find my prisoners yourself. All right. But it was my turn next. Oh, Scarecrow, you haven't the strength to wind TikTok up. Your hands are only gloves stuffed with straw. No, it has to be me. I suppose so. Run along, little Dorothy, and may good luck go with you. I wandered through the palace until I came upon TikTok standing motionless in the middle of a huge beautifully furnished room filled with dozens and dozens of wonderful ornaments. I quickly wound up the machine man's action, speech, and thoughts. Thank you, Dorothy. I now have only one guess to make. Oh, be very careful, TikTok, won't you? I'll do my best, but I'm afraid the Gnome King has beaten us. He must have known that there was very little chance of anyone finding his prisoners. He took a gamble, but it has paid off. No, I fear you're quite right, TikTok. Well... Make your guess, and if you fail, I'll watch to see what shape you're changed into.
All right. Now, let's see. Ah, how about this ivory figurine? This looks very special. Now, Ev. In a flash, TikTok had vanished. I looked in every direction, but it was impossible to find one new ornament among so many. So in the end, I thought I'd better get on with making my own guesses. I walked through the rooms, examining all the knickknacks very carefully, but there was nothing to show which ones might be the Gnome King's prisoners. Like Ozma, I decided that it must simply be a matter of guessing. So I touched two or three, calling out Ev, but none of my guesses proved correct. And then I came upon a pretty little purple kitten fashioned out of porcelain. Oh, how sweet. I'll choose you. Where am I? What's happened to me? Well, I do declare, I've really done it. Done what? Saved myself from being an ornament and saved you from being a purple kitten forever. A purple kitten? That's what you were a moment ago. Don't you remember standing up there on the mantle? I most certainly do not. I'm the Prince of Ev, and my name is Evrim. I remember my father, the king, selling my mother and all his children to the cruel gnome king. I can't remember much else. Well, now that you're yourself again, I'm going to try to save some of your brothers and sisters, and perhaps also your mother. So come with me. I seized the boy's hand and hurried here and there, trying to decide which object to choose. My next guess was a failure. So was the next and the next. Finally, when I used up all my guesses, I decided to return to the Gnome King with my one success. But while all this was going on, certain events had been taking place in the throne room. <laughs> Why, it's Belina. I'd wonder what happened to her. What do you mean, making a noise like that? I've got a right to apple, I, I guess, such since I just laid my egg. Laid an egg? In my throne room? How dare you do such a thing? I lay eggs wherever I happen to be. Thunderation in my kingdom? Eggs are poison. Rot poison? I'll have you know that all my eggs are warranted strictly fresh and up-to-date poison indeed. Listen to me. Eggs belong only to the outside world. The world you come from. Here in my underground kingdom, they're rank poison. We gnomes can't bear them around. Well, you'll just have to bear this one around. I've just laid it. Where? Where did you lay it? Under your throne. <laughs> Take it away! Take it away! I can't sit up here with an egg underneath me. Get rid of it this very instant. I can't. I haven't any hands. I'll take the egg. I'm making a collection of Belina's eggs. There's one in my pocket now that she laid yesterday. I'll put this one in my other pocket so that they don't break each other. Get away from me, you... you... scarecrow, you! Rock, stop! Why? What's wrong? Rock, don't remove that egg. Unless the king allows me to enter the palace and guess, just like the others have done. You? You're only a hen. How could you be more successful than the others? I can try. And if I fail, you'll have another ornament. That's true. 
I can never resist the chance of adding to my collection. Very well. You shall have your way. It'll be a good punishment for daring to lay an egg in the royal presence. Now, Scarecrow, get rid of that egg. Right away. Well, well, well. The girl has actually done it. Done what exactly? She's made one correct guess. Just one. It's too bad. I never thought she'd do it. Ah, here she is. I trust you'll keep your word, your majesty. I found one of your prisoners and released him. This is Prince Evering. I always keep my promises, no matter how foolish they are. But I'll make an ornament of that yellow hen to replace him. Belina, where on earth have you been? Well, good morning, Dorothy. I've laid my egg for the day, and I'm going to try my luck at freeing the prisoners. Oh, no, Belina, you'll never succeed. You'll just be turned into one of those ornaments. Well, you'll never know. I may surprise you all by guessing right. Guessing right? You stupid hen. How can you guess right when all your betters have failed? Well, I shall not dignify that with a response. Well, let me pass, please. Absurd feathered fool. Feathered I may be, but I'm no fool, even if I am a chicken. I hope I've seen the last of that bird. Hens are bothersome enough at the best of times, but when they can talk, they're simply dreadful. Belina, of course, knew the Gnome King's secret, and it didn't take her long to identify all the ornaments which had a touch of royal purple in their coloring. Finally, the yellow hen noticed a large purple footstool. Aha, uh -huh, she thought. She placed a claw upon it and said, Ev. At once, the footstool vanished, and a lovely lady, tall and slender, the most beautifully robed, stood before her. Right. Good morning, ma'am. Welcome back to Land of Living. Who is addressing the Queen of Ev? Right. My, my name, Your Majesty, is Elena. Down here, ma'am. The, the yellow hen at your feet. Ah, indeed. A yellow hen. I've never encountered a hen that speaks before. Well, nor have I, ma'am. No truth be told. Not even myself. Before I found myself in the sea, floating off to the land of Ebb. Then it all seemed to come quite naturally. The important thing is I have saved you from the known king, and you are a slave no longer. Then I thank you most gratefully, but my children, tell me, I beg of you, where are my children? Well, fear not, they're all safe, every one of them even though they have been enchanted. More all that is, except young Prince Evering, who is with my friend Dorothy. Come with me, ma'am. Watch me disenchant the whole lot of them, your family, and Ozma, the ruler of Oz, who came all the way here to help you, and all her friends and helpers. Soon, the whole of Ozma's company, together with the Queen of Ev and nine of her ten children, were gathered together in one of the great rooms of the palace. Now, let us all go back to the Gnome King and see what he has to say for himself. So off they started. Ozma went first with the queen and her train of little princes and princesses following. Then came Tick-Tock and the Scarecrow with Felina perched upon his straw-stuffed shoulder. After them marched the Tin Man, while the 27 officers and the private brought up the rear. As they reached the hall, the doors flew open before them. And they all stopped and stared into the huge cavern 
for the room was filled with the mail-clad warriors of the Gnome King, rank after rank, standing in orderly array, their battle axes poised as if to strike down their foes. And in the center of this terrible army sat the Gnome King on his throne of rock, his face distorted with rage and the most dreadful look to behold. I have been betrayed! Someone has tricked me! And I know who it is! It's that girl, Dorothy! Seize her! Or anyone who comes near Dorothy will have me to deal with! Anyone want to fight a lion? And me as well! Who wants to take on a particularly hungry tiger? Well, get on with it, Caesar! Would you mind enchanting those wild beasts first, your majesty? You lily-livered crew! Oh well, let the girl alone. She can't escape us anyway. As for the rest of you, starting with Ozma, surrender, all of you. You're my prisoners. Huh? But you promised that if I guessed correctly, my friends and I could depart in safety. And you always keep your promises. Uh, but did you guess correctly? Or did someone betray my secret? Who is the traitor? Come on, tell me his name. But Bolina said not a word. Ozma, however, had no intention of surrendering. She rallied her troops and ordered them to rush forward. The captain of the gnomes was so surprised by the sudden onslaught that he forgot to command his warriors to fight, and the first rank went down like nine pins. The others were pressed so closely behind that they fell backwards like a set of dominoes. One by one, the ranks of the gnome soldiers fell back until they were all lying on the ground, kicking their legs in the air. The gnome king, furious, marched over the top of them until he was facing Ozma and her friends. But before he could take any action, the scarecrow drew one of Belina's eggs from his pocket and hurled it straight at the little monarch's head. It hit him squarely in the left eye, where the egg smashed and covered his face and hair and beard with its sticky contents. fairly tumbled over each other in their efforts to escape the fatal poison of that awful egg. While all this was going on, Belina flew over to me. Get his belt! Get the Gnome King's belt! It's the source of all his magic! Go on and unbuckle to the back! Quick, Dorothy, quick! Your Majesty, we shall now leave your kingdom all of us, and you will allow us to go. I will do nothing of the kind. You will all be instantly transformed into scorpions. All of you, everyone, now. Now. What's wrong? Why is my magic not working? You're not wearing your magic belt, your majesty. Where is it? What have you done with it? It's gone. It's gone. And I, I'm ruined. It's not gone. I'm wearing it. You? You? Be careful. You don't know what I may or may not do with my magical powers. <laughs> You, you don't know how to use my belt. It's no use to you. Give it back and I'll let you go free. I'm keeping the belt and now we're leaving. Oh yes. Well, tell me, how do you propose to do that? Where's the entrance? It's all solid rock, isn't it? You're trapped. Of course we're not. 
belt, open the passage. Come along, everybody. Goodbye, your majesty. Well, Good goodbye. Good red ends. Goodbye. 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 Let's go. Cheerio. Getting past the giant, Dorothy, it's going to be much more difficult than before. We have all these royal children now. Don't worry, Ozma. Remember, I have the magic belt. Belt, stop the giant thumping. Right, everyone. Through the giant's legs, quickly. Let's get as far away from the Gnome King as possible. We found Ozma's golden chariot harnessed up the lion and the tiger, and set off. When our cavalcade arrived at the royal palace of Ev, a great crowd of people had gathered to welcome the queen and her ten children. There was much shouting and cheering, and people threw flowers in our path. We found the princess Languideer in her boudoir, admiring one of her heads, and I can't tell you how glad she was to be rid of her royal duties. When the queen led her eldest son, Prince Evardo, to the great French doors that opened into a balcony, facing the huge crowds that had gathered outside the palace, she spoke into the microphone. People of Ev, I present to you your future ruler, King Evardo. He is 15 years of age, has 15 silver buckles on his jacket, and is the 15th Evardo to rule the land of Ev. The royal reception that followed wasn't the only one I attended, for Ozma invited me to return with her to the land of Oz for a visit. We crossed the desert using Ozma's magic carpet and entered Oz by way of the Munchkin territory. The king of the munchkins met us at the border, and that evening he entertained us right royally in his palace. Next morning, we set out for the Emerald City. Ozma and I in her golden chariot, drawn by the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger. Everywhere the people turned out to greet their beloved Ozma and all of us. That evening, we all sat down to a splendid feast in the royal palace. Ozma sat at the head of the table with me on her right and Belina on her left. Then came the scarecrow, the tin man, and TikTok with baskets of flowers in front of them. Because they didn't need food, the lion and the hungry tiger sat together. Because they certainly did need food. Then came the 26 army officers with the privates standing behind them. After a while, the scarecrow rose to speak. He congratulated Ozma on the success of her mission and proposed her health. Ozma stood up. She presented gold medals to each of the 26 officers and promoted the private on the spot to the commander of her bodyguard. The tin man was given a new axe studded with diamonds. The scarecrow, a jar of complexion powder, and TikTok, two bracelets with sparkling emeralds. Then she turned to me. Dorothy Gale of Kansas, I present you with this golden coronet and hereby make you a princess of Oz. I passed several happy weeks in the land of Oz. One day sitting in Ozma's private room, I noticed a very odd picture hanging on the wall. It kept changing. First it was a meadow, then a lake, sometimes a village. I asked Ozma about it. Yes, it is a wonderful invention. Whatever place or person I want to see, I need only to say so, and there it is in front of me. May I try it? Of course, Dorothy. Show me, Auntie M. How is she? What is she doing? Oh, there she is. Dear Auntie M washing dishes by the kitchen window, and there's the farm, <gasps> and Toto! Who's Toto? My dog! <laughs> Just look at him snoozing in the sun. Oh, how marvelous. Everything's all right back in Kansas. 
Oh, Uncle Henry. I wonder what he's doing. Show me Uncle Henry. Oh, there he is. In Australia, I suppose. Sitting in an easy chair, smoking his pipe. But he looks ill. And very sad, doesn't he? He, he doesn't seem to be getting better. He must be worried about me. Oh, asthma. Oh, dear. I simply have to get to him at once. Well, there's your magic bell. I have it here. Why not buckle it around you in order to take you to your uncle? What a wonderful idea. Uh, wait a minute, though. Once I was away from Oz, wouldn't it lose its magic? Just like my silver shoes did last time? Wouldn't it be better for you to keep the belt or use it to wish me to join my Uncle Henry? You're right, Dorothy. Here, I'll wrap it around me. Now, Dorothy, every Saturday morning at exactly eight o'clock, I'm going to ask my magic picture to show me what you are doing. If you wave your right hand as the clock strikes eight, I'll know you want to come back to Oz and I'll tell the magic belt to bring you here. Oh, thank you, Ozma. Oh, so it isn't goodbye. It's only au revoir. Au revoir, dear Dorothy. Belt, transport Dorothy to her Uncle Henry. No, I wasn't drowned at all, and I've come to nurse you and get you well again. And Uncle Henry, you must promise to get well as soon as possible. I'm better already, my darling. This has been a production of JCPL Radio Theater. Ozma of Oz was written by Frank Baum. Dramatized for radio by Neville Teller. Dorothy was played by Katherine Hawes. Belina was played by Nikki Garland. Ozma was played by Nikki Garland. TikTok was played by Adam Higginbottom. Scarecrow was played by Spencer Kingsley. Lion was played by Adam Higginbottom. Tiger was played by Spencer Kingsley. Tin Man was played by Adam Higginbottom. The Queen was played by Katherine Hawes. The Gnome King was played by Adam Higginbottom. The Steward was played by Spencer Kingsley. Evering was played by Spencer Kingsley. And Uncle Henry was played by Adam Higginbottom.